man, so Get on the page Get familiar The gold standard Maya manners Line your planners Get ready for slick grammar flop everin' Get familiar on the banner, pullin' tricks out my Yankee cap Give them empty canvases, go Blake on that I'm bridging gaps, you should think we scrap your writer free So give them the easy pass, just follow this lane But I'm ahead, breezing past, Katona be my rope dog Little cousins wild and put you on a tape like old dog Yellow caution Chalk crossing, that white flag they tossing. Got listeners from California to Australia. I did it my way, ain't nothing else I could tell you. Game to pay for, got something I could sell to you. How it feel is it well to you? Slow burn, that's the L to you. Can't do the much, tryna keep our days clean. From poverty and work, blocking crazy scene. Now we reminiscing rhymes and the beats mean. Broke now, we held it down, do great things. Can't do the mud, trying to keep our days clean. From poverty and work, like a crazy scene. Now we reminiscing rhymes and the beats mean. Broke now, we held it down, do great things. Great men, man, do great things. Great things, I relate, King Shine. Nowhere near the front, but I refuse to get offline. Only outside the line when I draw in real time. See, poppy sloppy, but you get the picture just fine. A new day is upon, leave your worries behind. Won't speed the process, can't rush the divine. Take a second to think before busting the nine. Find the outcome, the effects can be rough on the mind. Post traumatic stresses that are most dramatic. Yes, I've gone through memories and moments trying to make it make sense. Opponents of mirror reflections that make me tense. Make me go for broken, all the choices poor at my expense nah. Get money big, yellow goose chasing Charlie Baltimore Throwing that shit out the front door, plus he fought the whore Assault the poor base in your face If they want the war, then it's more of that same space right. But first you try to give them an embrace Can't do the much, trying to keep our days clean From poverty and work, block a crazy scene now we reminiscing rhymes and the beats mean Bro, but now we held it down, do great things Can't do the mud, trying to keep our days clean From poverty and work, like a crazy scene Now we reminiscing rhymes and the beats mean Bro, but now we held it down, do great things Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, that joint right there, crazy fire, man, for real. Crazy, crazy fire. Salute, man. I appreciate you, man. That's the second single off uh, our new album that we just recently dropped called Killer Instinct, produced by uh, DBTZ of Manzu Beats. He did the whole album, and uh, that's uh, featuring M. Doc Diego, who's a real close friend of mine, and we also did a project with Manzu called Three Kings about a year and a half ago. Okay. That's what's up, man. Yo, and 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 to be honest, man, yo, today we got a we got a special one, man. You know, Cretona P, you know what I'm saying, is here. This is let's chop it up with Zaz. What's going on, fam? Salute family. Oh man. Listening to to the tracks, man, and listening to your music, man, it it it, it, it like it it puts you in that era, man, where you know, where what we know, you know what I'm saying, what we came up on. Yeah. So it gives you that feeling, man, the rhyming, the way you deliver, you know, the beats that you pick. It's like, man, it's pretty fucking good, bro. I got to say, man. 
Thank you, brother. I appreciate that for real from the heart. I really appreciate that. Definitely, I mean, man. I, I, I'm from, as you can see in my in my beard alone, I'm from that era. So I don't, I don't know anything else. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I could dibble and dabble in different things here and there, but it's not something that I choose to do constantly. You know what I mean? I choose to just stay in my lane and do what we know to do. You know what I mean? What we grew nice. up to. to. Nice, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a hell of a combination, man. Like that boom bap. You know, early ninety, late eighty. You know, it's like a, you get a you get that whole combination of it, man. It's crazy. So tell me, so when did you tell yourself, yo, man? You know what? I'm I'm gonna really do this, man. Let me, let me start taking this joint a little serious. Um, I don't know, cause I mean, through the years, you always thought you was doing something that that was moving you in towards that direction where you was trying to do something serious, you know what I mean? But I think it started like early, early on. Like when I first started doing the music, I started like really, really early. So I, I started about maybe 15, 16 years old and I was down with a crew called Lyrical Terrace. And the guy who was was pretty much the head of, of the crew, who was the producer too, he uh, he had a little deal on the table with um Atlantic Big Beat at the time. And okay. they... It, they were interested in hearing us as a, as a whole, as a collective. Uh, Gabriela, I'm on. I'm doing an interview right now. I'm sorry, baby. Oh, uh, sorry. That's my stepdaughter. No, no, you're fine. But yeah, uh, we had he had a little deal on the table with Atlantic Big Beat, and uh, that was before the that, that was before Fat Joe got the Terror Squad deal. That, that yeah. they got during that time, that was before that, and uh, he didn't. We we weren't able to work out the deal for whatever reasons, and then right after that, they gave Joe the label deal and all that, which was pretty dope to watch. You know what I mean? But we we guess you know the the business wasn't in place right, and I didn't know any, but I was younger at the time, so then from that point forward, you know, I, I decided to like move forward and do my own thing with my own crew, and we we had a little situation on the table because uh. I don't know if you ever heard of Sean Prez. He worked for Bad Boy for a while. He was a uh, president of Bad Boy for a while. He grew he grew up in in our neighborhood where we where we was from in the Bronx on one seven nine, and um he basically liked he liked what we was doing, but he really liked another rapper in in our group called T Man, and basically because of T Man, T Man said he didn't want to do a, a solo deal, so he wanted to do a group thing. So we had like a little meeting in the Bad Boy offices or whatever, like years years ago. So we thought we was on the, on the way to something big then, and nothing happened with that. So it's always been little situations where I felt like we were going in a serious direction, but um, where I could say personally that I learned how to like financially benefit off of being an independent rapper a little bit you know, was through my man Schizo when I came up here to Rochester, New York. When I moved up here, um, he showed me basically how to how to how to benefit financially off the music and how to how we could basically you know, distribute our own stuff through, like, TuneCore and DistroKid. Like, I didn't know about any of that before I came up to Rochester, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's smart, man. That's a great move, too, man. Because mm-hmm. uh, you went up there to Rochester, New York, man. I mean, the money longer over there, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's a small city, you know what I mean? And, and it's a lot of crime and stuff like that. It's not that much different than New York and when it comes to crime and stuff. And because of the small city, it gets like overpop. It gets like uh, amplified where you see it more. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, but the the good thing about coming to Rochester was that I left behind in New York City. I left behind a lot of 
dumb stuff that I was involved in that, that I didn't need to be involved in at the age that I was at. So, you know, coming up here, I've been here for like 12 years now. So coming up here was like the best decision I ever made. I was able to, 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 to not have to worry about stuff, you know, that I was worrying about in New York. And I was able to get my mind right and, and focus on just becoming a regular Joe and working a regular job and, and doing what I had to do, just living a, a nice, normal, comfortable life. You know what I mean? And that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years and just been, I was able to, I was able to focus and focus in more on the music side of things. In New York, everything is so fast paced. Sometimes you get caught up and you don't really like the music just becomes like a hobby, you know? Like you do it here and there, but it doesn't become something that you really want to like go towards like professionally or seriously. But when you come up here to the rock and you start seeing different people moving in different ways and you start seeing how you can benefit more and make it make it a business and really, you know, try to make a name for yourself, it's like I, I basically just took it more seriously and I and and this is what we got so far, you know. We able to talk to people like yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's true, man. That's uh that's a hell of a way to put it. That's for sure, man. Mm-hmm. So you just dropped one of what I'm going to be honest, one of the illest albums out right now. Like. Thank the you. Beats, the beats go hard. You know, the rhyme, like I said, puts you in a in a place where <laughs> where, you know, you hear, but, you know, you could get that feel from back in the day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? At the same time. And that's I think that's amazing, man, that you can do that. You know, put, put people like that through that time and uh, set that up, man. Manzu Beats, man, that that got that guy there, man. Oof, he went off. Mm-hmm. I met I met him through M. Doc Diego. He's from Italy, actually. Um, he he lives in Italy, and uh, I met him through M. Doc Diego. He he connected the dots because he had done an album with him called Universal Tongues, and then after that album. He had heard before that album came out. Me and M Doc did a song called uh, "Hustlers Antidote" on another album that that, that M Doc Diego had. And Manzu heard me on that track and said, "Yo, you got you guys sound good together. You know how how would you feel about you know collaborating with him on the album you're doing with me, Universal Tongues 2? So he said, "You're cool." He called me up and we did a song called "Tango and Cash." And Manzu liked it so much that he told me. Uh, would I be interested in doing a, a three-man collab album with me, him, and, and M-Doc and call it Three Kings? So I was like, yo, M-Doc's family, so I got no issue with that at all. Let's just get it done. I know we work fast. You know, he doesn't. he's not problematic at all. So I said, let's get it done. So we, we, we knocked that out. We got that done quickly, put that out. It did pretty good. And then after that, he asked me if I wanted to do a, a solo project with him. And, uh, you know, just try to, you know, get some of his people that he knows features and some of the people I know his features and put it together. You know what I mean? Something, something, something classic, something good. You know what I mean? That's what we wanted to put together. And we knocked it out pretty fast. I ain't going to lie. The process of recording it was pretty quick. The longest, the thing that I think the longest probably was getting like two or three features back, which it, everybody pretty much cooperated. So they didn't take that long. You know what I mean? It might have been like a month that I waited the longest for a feature. You know what I mean? But. Once I got every, once we got everything back, and we went into the mixing and mastering process of it, and then uh, other things came up. You know what I mean? Like uh, Manzu started talking with A uh, and R, and the A and R was trying to get us a distribution deal, which you know at the t- at the time, you know the way Manzu explained it to me, he was like he's trying to get us a record deal. So I said, okay, like let's see what they got to offer. You know what I mean? And uh, when he came back, he told us it was a distribution deal through Fat Beats, and Fat Beats passed on us, and then. Uh, he got he was able to get uh, Empire interested in distributing the project for us, but 
once we saw like uh, that it was pretty much just going to be distribution, it wasn't going to be any kind of promotion or anything, you know, any kind of help financially in any sense, advances or anything like that. We just, I just told them it'd probably be best that we just do it ourselves. And, you know, yeah. instead of, just, instead of just attaching a name to something just to have a name attached, it didn't make sense to me at the time. So, you know, respect to respect to empire. They, they are, you know, they're good record label and stuff like that, but it's just a distribution deal. Just didn't make sense to me at the time. And, I explained it to Manzu, and he understood where I was coming from, and he agreed. So we just did it ourselves, and, and you know, we put it out at like about, I'm going to say, it's been about two weeks now that it's been out, if I'm not mistaken, or like about a week or something like that. It came out June June 30th. So it's doing it's doing okay. You know, we wanted to do better, so we want people to go out there and check it out and, and stream it and check out the videos that we dropped, and we got two so far. Like I said, we did Fed Up Club New York. Uh, there was the first one, and the second one was uh, Great Things featuring M. Doc Diego, and we we about to shoot a third one soon uh, for the song Serious Shit that's on the album. So Nice. And those videos, man, are made very professional, man. I was like, you know, wow, that that is, that, that, man. You Like, you do the whole package, like promotion, you you know. Thank you, man. That's that's. Oof. There's actually my my girlfriend shoots the videos for me. I we I bought the camera uh, about two three years ago, and um, she's been shooting most of my film, my videos. And then we go and we get it edited in different places. And this this particular album, Man Zoo's been editing all the videos that we shoot them, and then we send them the footage, and he edits everything up. You know what I mean? Nice, nice. Yeah, man. That that's what I'm gonna start doing, shooting my own videos, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it, it's it's you gotta be. You got to minimize the project cost in any way that you can. You know, like there's a lot of things that cost money, whether it's mixing, mastering, there's many things that cost money. So if you can minimize one thing just to make your situation a little easier for yourself, then why not? You know what I mean? Why not? How about that? So, yeah, man. So you guys connected. Then you guys pretty much, you know, you said, forget all that. We're going to just do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So. The chemistry right there when you guys were doing that, man. What? How was that? Like, cause if it, it feels like the beats are actually challenging you, and you up mm. for the challenge, and you're like, "Yo, the hell with it, let's go." I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, being that we already had a rapport when it came to what we did before with Three Kings, um, when he told me, you know, what what was I looking for for the album? I pretty much told him a range of BPM that I wanted, you know what I mean? Like I told them, give me a range from like maybe, let's say 85 to 100. Like don't bring it down any lower than that. I want to keep a certain tempo for the project, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not real big on slow, slow, slow beats like that. They 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 get tend to sound a little boring to me and they tend to drag a project sometimes, at least in my opinion, when it comes to me as an artist. Like I like listening to that for other people. But for me, I like, you know, keeping a certain BPM, a certain tempo, you know, just to keep things flowing for a project. I don't want to, I don't want to take you all the way up here and then break, drag you all the way down here. So, so he, I told him the BPMs that I pretty much wanted. He, he, he sent me a whole, like, can I curse here or no? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. He sent, he sent me his whole shitload of like uh, beats, like a whole big zip of files. And um, I went through a whole bunch of beats and I picked out the ones that I thought I liked the most, that fit me the most, that I thought I could do something with. And um, what he did was he, whatever he sent me, 
He sent it. Once I sent them back what I wanted, he extended them, kept them, kept the simplicity the way they were. And then I recorded the song. And then once I sent the song back, he started working his magic and started adding here and taking out here and making a cinematic there. Like the dude is out of this world when it comes to production. You know what I mean? So, you know, and, and I knew that because I, I listening to MDoc's albums, they're, they're really cinematic. The way he puts things together is really it's like a movie. That's why when we put together Killer Instinct, I felt we had to add, we had to attach like the movie title to it. So people could kind of get like a little confused. Like, is it a movie? Is it an album? But the album is put together in a cinematic way that it's like, if you sit down and let it play from beginning to end, it's like you're watching a movie, you know? It's like you're watching a movie. How about mm-hmm. that? And Sonic, sonically, not, not, not more... Like not more like theme wise, like what we're talking about, but the sonics of it, the way it comes together, it's like a movie. A movie, man. You know what? That's true though, man. Like you turn that bad boy on, man. As soon as it comes on, and then sh- you just go through. It's like chapters, man. It's like chapters. Yeah, man. I'm really proud. Of it. I'm proud of it. I appreciate you. You know, you taking a listen to it and you taking a liking to it too. Oh, I man. appreciate. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Definitely. Yo, shout out to Jerry Graham, man. He sent that link. I was like, wow. That's what I'm talking yeah, about, man. Salute, salute my man, Jerry, man. He's been putting in that work for us, man. Like, And I appreciate him because, you know, like, there's not many people out here that'll work with you. You know, like, we we put out that first single, in, 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 and once we put out that first single in May, like, we got into that situation with the A&R, and I had already, you know, done business with him, and it was a, it was a certain amount of, you know, a campaign that was for a certain amount of time. So then, you know, once I told him the situation, he was like, don't worry about it. You know, you guys got, you know, you guys are good people. Y'all always do good business. So, you know, just I'm going to work with y'all. Once y'all decide what y'all want to do, hit me up. And then from there, we'll pick up the campaign and we'll do what we got to do. So he's been, he's been doing, he's been a blessing, man, on our side. You know, he's been helping out a lot and getting us, you know, a lot of like, uh, you know, blogs and, you know, placements like that. You know what I mean? And, and people talking about the project and, you can Google it a lot more in different sites. You know what I mean? Yeah, I appreciate awesome. it. That, mean, awesome. that means that means something. That means something because a lot of people just put out projects and don't really nobody really knows they out. So if you can actually pay somebody that that's that's a plug that can get you like get your attention in different areas so people can start seeing who you are and what you're doing, it's better than just putting a project out and hoping that somebody important catches on to it and shares it so you can actually get some some kind of attention because that's not, it's, you know, it, oh, that's a beautiful, although that's a beautiful story, it's not always that realistic to think that way. You know what I mean? It yeah, don't always ha- it don't always happen that way. That's true too. It don't always happen that way. You're right about that. Yeah, man. But I think that, you know, with the resources that people have and the connections and then that person knows that person, if it all, if it works out, man, at the end of the day, bro, it's going to work smooth like water, man. Yeah, man. It's, and it's just about getting more visibility, really. You know, it's not about getting to a point where you're like rich and famous. That's not what I'm looking for. In reality, I'm looking for more visibility and to be able to like be able to live off of, of making your music and touring and stuff like that. Not necessarily be a multi-platinum artist, but just get enough, get in, make enough sales that you can actually stop having to work a nine to five and you can live off the music that you love making. You know what I mean? That is true, man. So what's what's your take on on the way hip hop is right now, whether it be commercially or you know underground or whatever the case can be? I mean, it is there's two different worlds, you know. 
Right now, there's an underground. There's always been an underground and a commercial world. It's just that now it's a lot more blatant because the sound is completely different. Back in the 2000s and the 90s, like there was commercial and there was underground, but you know, commercial could kind of blend with underground, and you won't really tell. You know what I mean? You can't really mm-hmm. tell because because the the pattern of the drums were kind of the same. So some some might sound more bubblegum bubble and other ones were a little grittier, but you could kind of sometimes get away with certain things. But in this day and age, the sound that the young kids are putting out is nothing like what the underground artists and what we older dudes are putting out. Like their sonics are completely different. They're harmonizing a lot more. A lot of their lines, you know, don't even have to rhyme sometimes. They just... They have a certain what, what they consider a vibe, you know. Because I have kids, you know. I'm, I got, I got a um a twenty a twenty year old and a twenty one year old. So they tell me that all the time. Like it's not even about the lyrics. Sometimes, you know, it's about the vibe they get. So I guess you know it works. It works for them. It works for them. Yeah. You know, I won't necessarily be you know putting out one of those type of albums. But if it works for you know the younger generation, I ain't knocking them. They got their own lane. But I do think that. At one point or another, there should be um, subgenres. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to hip hop, there should definitely yeah, be some. Yeah, you're it, right. It everything shouldn't just be called hip hop because everything ain't hip hop. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or uh, everything ain't the same. Better said, not everything ain't hip hop, but everything ain't the same. So we should like, if we got us underground boom bap rappers, you know, we should have a, a, a subgenre and. So people know what to look for when they're looking for it. Like when you put hip hop in Spotify, all it gives you is a bunch of young kids that are doing whatever we just spoke about. Like they'll never give you a mixture of like those young kids plus this independent rapper that just dropped the album. It's like, you know, cause a lot of that is ran by like Spotify and that is ran by labels and stuff like that. Like yeah. record labels. They're always going to put the artists that they put, that they sign in and they trying to make money off of before any independent rapper gets any shine. You know what I mean? So you're never gonna find you're never gonna find the music that you're looking for if you like all type of music you ain't gonna find that when you look at and put it in the hip hop category. So I believe that there should be subgenres, you know. Yeah, that is true. I agree, man. I agree, and everybody could be found, you know, because it's true. Sometimes you're looking for artists and you're like, man, it's not even there's nowhere to be found, man. That's a yeah. good take on that, man. That's a good take on that. Yeah, because so, you can't. You can't have a, a a Benny the Butcher, but maybe you can. But like, let's say like a Thirty Eight Special, and then you got like a Little Dirk. Like, you're not gonna find them ever in the same category yeah, unless they're, unless they're featured on each other's record or something like that. But other than that, you're never gonna see them in the same category because the music is completely different. That that's true, man. That is true, definitely, man. So, with all the projects that you did on your own, right? That you were able to put together. Yeah. And you represent in every single one of those. Yeah. His B expression, those tracks, like the sounds and everything like that, it's like you have a band, like a jazz band behind you on <laughs> that whole album. Thank you, man. That's my first album. That's my first solo album. Yo, the hooks. Because back then, we was calling them hooks, right? Or whatever we call them now. Yeah. Hooks. Them hooks, the, let me tell you something, them hooks was up there with, 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 with what was what was popping at the time, during that time frame, bro. 
I just think I didn't, at that time, I didn't have the resources to get my music to the people that I needed to get. It was different back then, you know? Back then, there was no, there was no social media. There was no MySpace. There was none of that. Once, once I got, was able to get a MySpace, I put some of those tracks up there. I printed up some CDs, you know, of the album, gave it to some people. I have, I literally, that particular album, I've literally had people come up to me 11 years later or 10 years down the line and told me how dope they heard that they recently heard that album and didn't realize how dope that album was when I gave it to them. So it's like, sometimes it just doesn't, sometimes it's not even the music. It's just, you know, you as a person, you may be giving it to just people that you know, not people that you need to know. You're giving it to just people that you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you do that, sometimes it falls on deaf ears because most people don't believe, most people you know don't believe that anything is going to happen for you until they see it. And once they see it, they're like, oh, yeah, I always knew, but they never really, they never really from the beginning, they don't, some, there may be two or three that might really be like, yo, this dude really got something, but it's rare that a large percentage of people really believe until they see something happening, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's true, man. People react on what they see, man. That's That's number one, you know what I mean? Yeah, that uh, that's that's a hell of a way to come into the game, though, man. To be honest with you, that yeah. uh, that that, that where you on where you, level. Where you from, the Bronx? Yo, well, yeah, I'm originally from New York and uh-huh. Brooklyn. I was I was in Manhattan, then I went to Brooklyn. Now I'm in Philly now. Okay, okay, because yeah, from Brooklyn, um, New York. That that particular album I recorded in the Bronx when I was living over there with a rapper named Elouse. He was the engineer. He was down with a group called Triborough at the time, and um, he engineered that whole particular project, and it was produced by, like, three different producers. It was my man Els, my uh, my people's troublemakers, and my cousin, my cousin. Um, he did, like, two like two or three joints on the project, my cousin. Wow, but, that's what's but, up, yeah, yeah, that was the first album the B expression. And I was, you know, I let that, I let that linger for many years, just being the only project that I had until I moved up to Rochester. And then when I moved up to Rochester, that's when I decided to do, um, recovering has been project. That was the one after that one. He put you in this. I'm going to tell you something, man. I went up there last, well, last year. Yeah. Last August, I went out there to shoot a video with struggle. Mike, shout out struggle. Mike. Oh yeah. I heard him out there. Yeah, and we we went out there and all that, and I gotta tell you, man, that that atmosphere, just just the way it feels, that air, that aura, man, it, it puts you in a different state of mind, man. Like it will want you to be creative. Yeah, man. Yeah, you man. Know? You're able to you're able to clear your mind a lot more up here. At least a city dude like me, you know, being born and raised in the Bronx. You know, what I mean, I was there most of my life, like up to my. 30s you know like my early 30s and then i came up here to rochester you know what i mean so like just just being from the city it's like you come up here and and the air is different you know there's not big buildings everything is small houses and you know beautiful parks and nice little lakes and you know but then you got your hood areas too though that's you know don't get it twisted like you go like you go to your joe your joseph and hudson areas on the east side or you go to the west side and it's completely a different ball game over there it's like you know abandoned houses and you know a ghost town is what they literally call rochester because that's the nickname they they got for over here it's called it's called ghost town damn Mm -hmm. ghost town how about that (laughs) that's some wild shit though man 
Yeah. Word up. So by you being there and relocating, have you been, you know, connecting with some of the artists out there? Because Rochester got some hot artists now. Yeah, man. I mean, I've 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 connected with a lot, a lot. Because I, when I first came up here, I came up by myself, but then I connected with a group out here, a collective called Hex Nation, and we pretty much just spent a lot of time, you know, uh, bringing artists up here, like known artists up here to perform, and us opening for them, and you know, uh, getting other artists to perform and open for for the artists that we were bringing up too. So we did that a couple times. Plus, we also, you know, paid to get on sets for artists that would come in. And stuff like that. So we performed a lot up in the rock. So connected with a lot of the community up here. You know, I'm I'm well aware of a lot of the rappers that are like well known from up here. Like, you know, people like like I don't personally know 38 Special, you know what I'm saying? I never but I have seen him around, but I don't know him personally. But I know I know Etho, you know, I've seen him. We respect each other when we see each other. You know what I mean? There's okay. Jay Jay Hustle was on my project recently, on my new project. Um, Azariah, Alvarez, Masterminded, and Barbaric, BNA. Um, these are all dudes that are like really working and like on 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 pla- on platforms like Shape Four Five and you know PF Cutting is showing them love and you know it's just it, uh, the underground has really been zooming in on Rochester, New York, and upstate New York as a whole. And you know, like I told, like I said in my last interview, we've just been benefiting from that opportunity that other artists have been opening the door for us you know what i mean so we've been coming in and just staying consistent and it's starting to pay off for people actually noticing what we're doing man that's that's a that's amazing <laughs> that's definitely amazing man so now that you dropped that killer instinct right what's next well right now you know i don't like like i've you know, i've noticed a trend of like there's a lot of rappers that drop project after project after project, like all the all throughout the whole year. And it's a dope trend, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like sometimes we don't take advantage of a of a good project that we may put out and and do, you know, the visuals, the proper visuals for it and shoot as many videos as we can for it and just get the get the eyeballs on that particular project. That's why so many projects come and go and nobody really sees anything as a classic anymore. Cause it's like, all right, yeah, it was cool, cool, cool. Yeah. We heard it. We heard it already. Boom. We move on to the next. Like, nah, we know we shot the video for Fed Up, then great things. Now we're going to do uh, serious shit. Then after that, we're going to do uh, Nice Segunda Vest, which is the last song on the album, which is completely in Spanish. So we're going to do that. You know what I mean? And we're going to try to shoot the the video of oh, yeah. City of Sins with, with Slick Jack from Toronto and uh, Jay Fliz from Massachusetts. So we're trying to get that video edited and done right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's ideas, but I just don't want to put this project to bed so quickly. I want to promote this to the fullest extent. Hopefully it gets to the ears that it needs to get to just to get a little bit of more recognition and we can move to a different platform you know, and you just get, get you know, more more ears because the, the whole intention from the get is to get the, the audience bigger than what it already is, you know? That is true, man. That is true. But I think you're headed in the right direction for real. You put your time in. Uh it's time to it's time to get that time that you put in, man, and get recognized for it. Like you said, get to the right ears. You know, I, I see that, you know what I mean? Um, I see the love they showing you, you know, artists is talking, you know, saying, yo, who them guys, yo, like, yo, man, gotta tap in, man, tap in. You know, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. I really appreciate it. 
everybody, everybody that's taking the time to check out the project and giving me feedback, you know, that's the main thing. Cause a lot of people listen, but they never really give feedback. But this time around, it's been different, man. Like I just had Barbaric from BNA hit me yesterday on my phone. Like he hit my line directly and he was like, yo, I want to tell you, bro, like your album is like a fire album. Like I listened to it from beginning to end and you know, you guys didn't slip up once on the album. And I'm like, I appreciate that. You don't, you don't get that kind of love all the time. So getting it from rappers that you respect and people that you consider family, you know what I mean? Not only just rappers, you know, you consider them family because I've been up here 12 years, man. The 12 years that I've been up here, I've created a lot of relationships with a lot of, with a lot of, you know, rappers that are, that are, that are grinding on you know, people like street, the villain who's out there constantly grinding. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, man, it's, it's it's a lot of us. It's a lot of us. Just keep an eye out. We always, you know, we don't always do stuff together, but when we do, you know, we it, it's always dope. You be off the chain, man, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we wanted to bring you up here, man, you know, show you love, man, and, you know, let you know that we appreciate you in hip-hop, man, especially the underground. You're definitely doing a hell of a job, man. I see it. You're going towards the better things. And man, I just want to say thank you, man, for for dropping that latest project, man. That's one of my favorites right now, for sure. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. And I want to let you know too. Um, I I, I when as soon as you you uh, asked about the interview and everything, I said yeah. I, I went and I checked out your Bandcamp, and I went down to the bottom of it because I like to always start at the the first joint that they, that was released, and I noticed that it was the joint with you and WAP, and um, yeah. I I I remember seeing that cover. A while back, like like circulating in band camp, because you know, I, being being a Bronx nigga from 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 New York from the nineties, you know what I mean. Like I was a big big duop fan, big duop in the bounce squad fan, you know what I mean. So when I, I'm always checking to see what new stuff or late stuff they've been dropping or whatever, and I saw WAP had a feature with you, so I checked it out, and I remember hearing that song a while back, and I'm like, oh, this is the same cat. So then I kept going up, and I see the track. <laughs> I seen the tracks that you have, man. You got some dope stuff too, man. I just wanted to recognize you not only as an interviewer, but as a as an artist too. You know what I mean? You got you got some official stuff too, brother. I appreciate you, beloved, for real, man. You know, I wanted to put this platform here for us, man, you know, because I feel like we don't get that kind of recognition and the time is not given to us to be able to let people recognize us, right? Yeah. Because let's be honest, man, you know these high 97s and all that, they're not going to give you 45 minutes worth of time to talk about how you started and let the people really identify with you, right? By how you're speaking, by what you're telling them, right? And I I just feel like this is beautiful, man, you know, and, you know, let's spread the word, man, you know, let's spread the word because somebody else could be hot and, and, you know, we always looking for new artists too. So to work with, you know, so it's like, yo, that's what's up, man. That guy right there, yo, let me hit him up. Let me hit his eyes up, man. Yo, eyes connect me. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Connect. Work with each other, man. This world is huge. There's enough money for everybody out here, man. Yep, yep, you know? yep. You just gotta, gotta make sure that the people that you're you're gonna connect with are actually people that are doing stuff for real, that yeah. are work that are working and striving towards something. Cause a lot of times us as artists, we we wanna be, you know kind-hearted and we want to just do stuff for everybody but sometimes like you may waste a valuable energy on somebody that really has no intention of doing anything with what you're doing for them or anything like that so you really gotta like pick and choose the people that you align yourself with because a lot of people in this world are like connected to a lot of crazy stuff man they're doing a lot of crazy stuff and you don't want to 
you don't want your you don't want your name stained by something that somebody do. I've had that I've had that happen to me in the past where I collabed with some with a dude, you know, and and the dude ended up like beating his baby and stuff like that. It ended up going to jail for like beating his little baby up or something like that. Like, wow. and, then, and and then you know just the fact that I had him on my project, you know, I had somebody in the comment section be like, oh well, that just goes to show the kind of people you collaborate with. You don't even know the kind of people you collaborate with. And I said, oh, shit, like, I, I really could, I had no answer back. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times these days, you know, it's like you, I, I don't jump right into features unless I feel a real genuine vibe. I don't jump right into yeah. features. I like to see how much the people really support you genuinely before I jump into something like that. Because, you know, nobody wants to charge nobody or nothing like that, arm and leg, especially not in a position the way I'm in. I'm not in a position to be charging people like that. So I wouldn't want to do that. But sometimes when you you can't just do stuff for everybody, bro. Because a lot of times yeah. people don't have the don't have the right they don't have the right uh, work ethic. They don't really want to do nothing with it. They just want to say, "Oh, I did a track with them," and then you know they have nothing they want to do with that track. They have no intentions on promoting it. That's why I show love to all my brothers in the rock that in Rochester, New York, that's been really putting in that work and promoting the work, you know, and really trying to get it out there and in different platforms so they could be more known than just in Rochester, New York. That's true. That's true. Because, man, I'll tell you, this music travels, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This music Mm -hmm. travels around the world, man. That's for Mm -hmm. real. So, yeah, man, make sure y'all go out and support Cortona P. You know what I'm saying? Get on the band camp, support them directly. You know, what you want to tell them, man? Man, just check me out on, on Instagram. I'm mostly active musically on there. You know what I mean? Instagram, Katona PBX on Instagram. And same thing, Facebook, Katona PBX on Facebook. You know, I'm a little less active these days on Facebook, but, you know, I'm still, I, I still go on there every now and again. But if you want to contact me for any features or anything like that, and you're serious about working, and when I'm when I say serious, I'm going to check you out, like, when you send me something that you want to work, I'm going to check out your page. I'm going to check out what you're doing, how active you are, and you know what you do. Because if you're not doing nothing, brother, like, I'm not wasting my time with anybody that's not doing anything productive, man. Like, I'm too old, bro. There's too many grades in my beard to be wasting my time like that. You know what I mean? You got that right. How about so, that? Ain't that the truth? So if you yeah, really about yeah. it, you want to you wanna do some music and, you know, you like what I do and you want to you wanna feature, hit me up on acritonap at gmail.com and Serious inquiries only, you know what I mean? And that doesn't mean that I'm a I'm a rape you I'm a rape I'm a rape your pockets because I want you know I want some money from now. Just some business is business and sometimes you gotta you gotta do a little business, man. I still got a family that I gotta support and there's music stuff, you know what I mean? It's not we don't we don't do it for free. We gotta pay for mixing and mass, we gotta pay for all that. So if we're doing something, let's be realistic, you know what I mean? That is true. That is true, brother. So but yeah, to all man. them, all them artists, all them artists reaching out to me that's really that, that I see that's working, and we connecting, man. Salute to y'all, and I'm gonna keep working towards something bigger. And I see, just like you, my brother, I see what you're doing. I see the moves that you're making, and in the band camp alone, when I seen the page, I seen all the all the all the dots that you connecting. So you understand exactly what I'm saying when I'm saying what I'm yeah, saying. You gotta put that work in, man. Definitely gotta put yeah. that work in, man. Ain't no free rides, man. No easy pass over. Yeah, I probably that the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, man. The only easy ride is the the way out. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be yeah. in it, you know. Word up, word up, you know? man. 
But it's a blessing, man. It's definitely a blessing, man, you know, to be able to be sitting here and talking to you and, you know, chopping it up, get a little Likewise. deeper, right? Likewise. Um, yeah, man. It's been a pleasure, man. So, definitely. yeah, man, this was Let's Chop It Up with Zaz. And today we had a special guest, man, Cretona P from the BX by way of Rochester, New York. Bop, 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 bop. Peace. Peace.